The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chance. Well, full marks to the Florida Panthers tonight. They take a 3-0 lead on the Oilers after the first period and then go on to a 5-1 win at Rogers Place. So that ends the Oilers' six-game homestand. They go 4-2 and two on the homestand, which is probably the minimum they needed to do. But unfortunately, they won the first four and mm. lost the last two. So it doesn't feel quite as good as uh, the Oilers dip back below 500 for the season. At 13-14-1, the Panthers respond after being shut out two consecutive games, and uh, they are now 18-10-2 on the season. Hope your Saturday night is going okay. Otherwise, we're live in Studio 99 for Hartland Ford Overtime Open Line, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Well, a, a four-goal win for Florida, well-deserved, and big part of it was that first period. They were very strong, got two goals late in the first period, and had a 3 nothing stranglehold on the game. Well, you and I talked a couple games ago when the Chicago Blackhawks were here. The Oilers had a, a very poor start in that game. But it was a Chicago Blackhawk team that really had one player that could score, and he did in the first. And we, we even talked at the end of the period that if the Oilers had played against a, a strong team, that they would have been down by multiple goals. But they were fortunate they played against Chicago, weathered a bit of a storm, and then they took over. Well, tonight they, they had, a, a, again, a, a weak first period that was sloppy. And, and sloppy with line changes where they gave up a couple odd man breaks and a couple other ones that could have cost them. Uh, sloppy with in, in, in front of their own net, not getting pucks out. And they played a good team, and that the good team took advantage of it. So now you're chasing a Florida Panther team that, coming into today, hadn't lost a game when they scored first and had a lead after one. Uh, and you need a perfect game after that. And the Oilers had a good second period, but they ran into a hot goaltender. And then in the third, uh, you know, you're, when you're pressing, there's going to be breaks going the other way. And again, the Florida Panthers have guys that can put the puck in the back of the net. So this was a game that they lost because they had a poor first. And as well as they played and they, they got opportunities on Bobrovsky, you need perfection over the final 40 minutes, and they didn't have that. So 5-1, the Panthers take it. He's at the mic for Eclipse Restoration, named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Here is Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. We had our chances. I know Nuge had two great scoring chances. Um, um, I think we had a couple more there, but uh, uh, I don't think we defended well enough. I don't think there was enough urgency to protect the, um, you know, the slot. You know, we made some mistakes, and they forced us into that, doing that, and that's going to be part of hockey. But I just didn't like how we reacted to those, and you knew we were going to get a very hungry, determined team tonight. And, you know, losing their previous two, getting shut out, um, we knew it wasn't going to be easy, and they um, certainly um, were ready to play. Uh, sorry, have you have you found it a little bit difficult to find the right kind of mix in your in your middle six right now? Um, yeah, we've been um, kind of exchanging lines there a little bit, um, moving guys around. Uh, 
We'd like to get a little more production there. You know, I think our fourth line has been pip- chipping in. Obviously, the first line's been scoring at a tremendous rate. Uh, tonight, they only had one, but they could have had many more. Yeah, we're trying to find a little more balanced scoring through there and generate a little more. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to evaluate that. You said a few games ago that you didn't want to break up lines that were going. But if you have two that kind of aren't and two that are, do you, do you feel like you might have to kind of switch up lines that, that are going a little bit too? Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to evaluate that. I'm not sure um, what we're going to do right now. With uh, the defending, was there a common denominator in the mistakes that you saw? Like, was there something you weren't doing overall? I just uh, come back, protect the slot. A little more urgency to um, take away those plays. Um, you know, I don't think it was turnovers. Their turnovers are always going to happen. I don't think there was more turnovers than uh, our typical game. Um, but it was just when there was a mistake or they had pox, we were just kind of we weren't protecting the dangerous ice. So the, the eight-game win streak is now a two-game losing streak, and the two losses were very different, but is, is there a symptom of something here that, that needs to be nipped in the bud? Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, on our two games, you think about how many goals we could have scored. I think we were unfortunate. There could have been more goals scored in the uh, Tampa game. And tonight, I thought we deserved more than one. Um, and I just think we just had to get a little more urgency playing defensive hockey. Um, you know, when things are going well, you often forget about those details and what made you successful. Uh, we just need to get back playing a little bit better defensive hockey. Do you see it as being goalied or needing to bear down a little bit more on some of those chances? Uh, the first period, uh, Pick had absolutely no chance on those. Them coming right down the slot with guys are all are crowding him. Um, I don't put any blame on him in the first period. Like, we're down 3-0. Uh, no, no issues with him on, on those plays. You know, I mean, offensively, like, when you guys aren't getting a lot of chances but not getting a lot of goals, is that just run into a hot one, or do you need to be better around the net? Um, I think the two goalies that we played right now are played spectacular. Um, obviously, they're elite goaltenders. Um, and it's such a short period of time when you do two games and you don't score goals. You know, if it's um, over a eight or ten game uh, stretch then you have a better indication on do we need to bear down more or but right now it's um we're generating our chances well they'll, they'll start going in chris Derek, Derek ryan didn't look i don't know maybe i missed it but did he play in the third period uh he had he had his he had his collision he had um probably two more shifts after that and he did not play in the third Big picture, um, this home stand. Maybe just a thought on overall where you guys, you know, finished up here and, and how you feel about where the team's at right now. Bigger picture. Um, our home. I thought we made the most out of our um, home stretch here. Would we have liked these last two games? Yes. Uh, do we feel like we could have had one or if not two of these games? Yes. But um, we made up some ground. Um, and now we're going to have to do it again. So yeah, we've got a lot, a lot of game or a lot of season left. Um, I think we're we're still in a very good position. Just a quick update. Uh, do you have any update rather on, on Derek Ryan? Just to follow up on the previous question. Uh, no, I do not. I'll um, see with him tonight. I'm sure he's getting evaluated right now, but um, I don't think it's anything long term. And did you how, how close or, or was there any consideration to challenging their second goal with Kachuk uh, in the crease there? He was in the crease. He didn't make contact. Um, it was yeah, difficult, but um, we chose not to do it, obviously.
Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch after a 5-1 loss to the Florida Panthers. One of the things he said early was didn't defend as well as they have other nights. Obviously, open players going to the net. The, the Montour goal especially jumps down. And I think that's, I mean, Oilers fans are going to say, well, Oilers messed up. I think Florida also came out, survived a couple of good scoring chances by the Oilers early. And then, I mean, they're a good team. They took control of the game in most of that first period they were dictating how the game was played. Yeah, they're good. And uh, when you make mistakes against good teams, they make you pay. Um, Leon Dreisaitl lost his his man in the Verhage goal. Uh, Nugent Hopkins lost his man on the Montour goal. So when you lose a man uh, and they're a quality player, they're going to put the puck in the back of the net. So, yeah, I thought this was a loose game for the Oilers, who had been very good uh, as of late defensively. But tonight... Uh, they weren't as good, and the Florida team took advantage of it. Now, Florida wasn't perfect either, but their big mistakes were covered up by some fantastic yep. goaltending because I don't know what the, the grade-A scoring chances going both ways, but the Florida Panthers, they didn't limit the Oilers completely. Uh, Bobrovsky, when he needed to make a big save, he was there. So I do believe that despite Bobrovsky's heroics at times, and I, what you just said is the Florida Panthers were the better hockey club and deserved the two points. Now, having said that, we should talk about the goaltending. I mean, Calvin Pickard is the organizational number three goalie. Yep. Mm-hmm. He had a good game last week. I don't think he had a bad game tonight. But the guy at the other end, again, especially second period, stops the Kulak rebound, uh, stops a shot by McDavid, uh, stops another chance by McDavid when McDavid did that awesome spinorama and cut in stopped Ekholm on a breakaway, stopped Fogel on a rebound by throwing his pad out. That, that's five saves in the second period alone. Hyman did score on him. So I think there's a lot of talk about the Oilers' goaltending. Campbell was pulled tonight halfway through the game in the mm-hmm. minors, allowed four goals on 21 shots. I still think we're going to see him. I don't know when. Uh, I think Skinner is a, is a good goalie. I don't think he's he's uh, upper echelon goalie, but I think he's a good goalie. So I guess the question is, you know, do the Oilers have a goaltender who can go toe-to-toe when a Vasilevsky or a Borovsky is really on well, the game? They, I mean, no, well, they you know don't. That. We know the answer, right? So, <laughs> they, I mean, you're asking Vasilevsky's, I mean, he, he's top three in the world. Uh, Bobrovsky, you know, he's proven over, over years where he can go on stretches where he is in the top three in the league at that time, too. And Stuart Skinner's still finding his way in the National Hockey League. I think that what you, the part about tonight is... Pickard wasn't bad, but he let in five. Right. So this is what we saw at the beginning of the season when the Oilers were losing. Their goaltenders weren't letting in, you know, awful goals, but the Oilers were needing to score five or six to win. Uh, I was surprised at Pickard starting. I, I just I thought the importance of this game, as I set up with Bob upstairs, the importance of going into this road trip, winning before you go on the road was huge due to the fact that if they lose tonight, which they did, they've lost two in a row. Now you've got all this, the stress of three tough teams on the road in New York, short term, three out of four nights. Uh, all of a sudden, everything that you worked for in the, that eight-game stretch could be undone if you run into a, a bad stretch here. That's why I thought Skinner would start because he would give you the best chance. He's your, he's your better goalie. Uh, again, not Pickard's fault tonight. But this was a, a game that I thought the Oilers just needed going into the road trip, and they didn't get it through uh, sloppy play over the course, of, especially in the first 20 minutes, that put them on 
uh, in, in a chase mode the rest of the game against a good team that doesn't seem to give up the lead. 5-1 Panthers win it. Shots were 39-39, so 34 saves for Pickard, 38 for Bobrovsky, who's the third star. Sam Bennett, the second star. Carter Verhage, a couple of goals. He's the first star. Robin, I give out the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. I mean, I, I guess I could go with Hyman. He scored. He's up to 18. That was a nice goal, too. It was actually a pretty goal all around. It was you know, everyone touched the puck on the Oilers, five guys on the ice, and Echo makes a nice play. Connor McDavid stops on a dime. Nugent Hopkins fluffs it over to Hyman, and Hyman is the only guy that was able to solve Bobrovsky tonight. Uh, Zach Hyman continues his hot hand. Hyman had four shots on goal. Bouchard had six. I set the line for the combined shots on goal by those two guys at six and a half for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. So they are over with a total of 10. So Jeffrey gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Derek Ryan uh, obviously uh, shaken up on the collision. So I didn't. It's funny. I, I didn't see that. It was off to the right. Something well, else and, was and happening. And they just got the breakaway right yeah. after that too. So it was kind of like okay. They were both down. I thought they were going to blow the whistle because the the Florida Panther player was down as well. Yeah. I did. You see the the where they hit? Was Here's it? the thing. I was about. To, I was trying to watch the replay. It, they were going to the left of Bobrovsky or of uh, no of, of Pickard. Oh, sorry, Pickard. Yep. And I and I saw it, and then I, I was going to watch the replay while the game was still going on, and then I hear Jack saying, "An echo has breakaway." So I think they just crashed into each other. I think. Yeah, I think it was accidental, incidental. And then with the, and talk about accidental, incidental. That also was a big part of this hockey game tonight. Barkov grabbing Kulak, getting the the hold, but Kulak's stick coming around and getting uh, Evan Rodriguez in the in the, the face area. And you could see the, the fear, Rodriguez getting up. That's one where the stick comes up by your eyes. When you first open, it's blurry. And I can tell you from experience, the fastest you ever will skate is to the bench because you were worried about your eye. Fortunately for him, he came back afterwards. But that was a, a big moment because they got the power play and they got the power play goal. Yeah, I mean, if the Oilers, I, I mean, we, we said after the first period, if they just could have got out of that period down one nothing, they're down 3 nothing, And then even after the second, if they could have got out of it down 3-1, big mean, you're still at a big disadvantage, but it's better than 4-1. Kind of an unusual power play goal by... Bennett just drove past Yanmark. Nurse is covering the guy who might get the pass. Yep. And Bennett walks around. And, and Ekholm, who's usually relied on him being back, was trying to chase back well, on that play. It's it's the most teams have this setup on a, on a penalty kill. You, you line up four across the blue line. And the opposition throws the puck back. And then everybody is kind of standing still at the blue line. There's a whole bunch of people. But because... The Florida Panthers didn't throw it back into their own zone for someone to bring the puck up. There was so much more room. Normally, when where Bennett got the puck, where he beat Yanmark standing still, there's usually three or four guys in a small space. It's really hard to walk around somebody and have space afterwards. But Yanmark had no chance. He was standing completely still. Bennett realizes it's a forward, goes around him, and Montour, smart play. He drives the net and forced Nurse to turn and chase him. So it wasn't a true two-on-one because Nurse thinks, all right, yeah, Mark's that guy, but my guy's going to the net. I have to get on my horse. Montour goes, fades to the far post that allows Bennett to come across in front of Pickard and score the goal. It was a nice play, and we've seen that a few times this year where on the entry 
the opposition players and able to get scoring chances and score goals. And that was just two smart players, Montour and Bennett, realizing the situation. That was the only power play goal tonight. Florida 1 for 3, Edmonton 0 for 2. Sam Gagne had a penalty shot. He was denied by Bobrovsky. The power play update for Conlon Motorsports will help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. And, and that could have been a, a huge turnaround in this hockey game. The Florida Panthers, uh, I, I'm not even sure who did it, but Gagne, that was a slash on the stick. That was an automatic penalty shot. It yep. was so easy to see. Then I, I don't know if it was a coach. I don't know if it was a player, but someone on the bench got an unsportsmanlike for abusive official. That was just dumb. It was, if Gagne scores on the penalty shot, it's now 5-2. And then you get a power play with the best power play in the league. It could be 5-3 with still 15 minutes or 14 and a half minutes to go in the game. Uh, now, neither of those happen. Bobrovsky makes a save. The power play doesn't score. Uh, but that was in a game where the Florida Panthers did so many things right. That was one thing that they made a big mistake on and we're very fortunate that Bobrovsky bailed them out. Gagne, did the puck wobble on him, you think, on that shot? Well, I know that, I think Jack, I listened to Jack talking, and he thought it did. Uh, I personally, I like coming in with speed. Gagne came in, he slowed it down, and Bobrovsky just stayed with him. Wherever Gagne and the puck went, Bobrovsky stayed. I mean, that's just a goaltender on his game. And I was hoping, I don't know if you, you weren't working here when Sam Gagne started, were you? When Gagne first, when he first broke into the league, Every, he had one move that he would always use in shootouts, and it was it, they couldn't stop it. He actually changed the move before the goaltenders learned how to stop it. I was hoping for a little return to the the, the young days of Sam Gagne with that, but he came and tried to move. It didn't work, and Bobrovsky and the Florida Panthers had all the right answers tonight. Oilers lose 5-1 to the Panthers. James H. Brown, injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Fill in the net with 100 bucks. The 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous every time the Oilers score. Uh, delivery weekend for Santa's Anonymous. I delivered this afternoon. Uh, go to santasanonymous.ca. Uh, the, I think they still need some help for tomorrow to uh, to finish it off. Uh, great experience volunteering. And, uh, yeah, if you got a little bit of time tomorrow, help them out for sure. All right, let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Evander Kane. The ice in particular? Yeah, we were soft in, uh, in our own end and um, gave up the middle of the ice too easy. So you guys have been really good with that lately on a night like this where it happens. it's You feel like it's a one-off or where did that come from, you think? Um, I don't know where it came from. Uh, hopefully it's a one-off. I think uh, we know we can be better in that area and um, clean that up. Ben, there's been a lot of juggling of lines and, uh, you know, the middle six. Have you, have you found it difficult to find some chemistry with your linemates or as a group, group as a whole in that regard? Um, you know, I just, uh, I think, um, yeah, we're, we're as a team trying to, uh, find, uh, some offense, obviously in a game like that. And, um, yeah. So you had eight wins in a row and now it's two losses. Are you a believer in momentum that these things are, they don't carry on and have to be bought out of? Well, we don't want this type of momentum to carry on, obviously, right? So we want to, um... And that, and start some positive momentum, uh, hopefully on this road trip here. It's a road trip. Good timing for a road trip, but it was a long homestand. Uh, it was kind of nice to, uh, yeah, to get away for a little bit just for the holidays and try and reel off a few wins. Yeah, it'll be good to uh, get on the road, go to New York City this time of the year. It's always fun, so um, hopefully we can uh, regroup tomorrow and get ready for uh, travel day on Monday and um, have a good road trip heading to Christmas. What? 
What are the things you focus on to try and get your own, you know, offense going, your own game going in that way, Evander, if it's not there for a, a stretch for you? Um, just keep doing, uh, just trying to be positive and um, bring what I can to the team uh, offensively, defensively, um, blocking a shot, finishing a check, whatever. So try to bring all those things uh, at the same time every night. Um, you know, you're not going to score every night. So uh, that's, uh, that's just the way it is. You guys built up, um, you know, with this streak, felt like your game was much more looking like the way you guys wanted it to. Two wins... Is it going to throw this group off, would you say, in terms of two losses, the confidence? Really? Sorry, yeah. two losses. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think. Uh, well, I certainly hope not. Um, I think we, you know, we know we can put uh, stretches together. You're not going to win eight in a row uh, six or seven times a, a year. But, um, you know, with where we were in the standings, we needed to put a big streak together. We did. Um, we've, we've dropped two. But uh, like I said, we we got to get back uh, in the wind column on this road trip and, and finish off hopefully on a positive note heading into Christmas. Okay, that's Evander Kane. Just quickly here, so the Oilers now 13, 14, and 1, Rob. We, we've talked about how difficult it can be to move in the standings. Mm-hmm. The Oilers are 8 and 2 in their last 10. Yep. I know it was W8, now I'll tell 2. I'll just use the last 10. They're 8 and 2 in their last 10. They've passed one team, Anaheim. Now, points in points percentage they're ahead of Seattle and, and Calgary but you still got to get there in terms of points uh, five points out of the playoffs now Arizona's won a couple games in a row like we said it's going to be a long climb so I said I said if they went 6-0 and on the homestand they probably wouldn't have been in the playoff spot and they wouldn't have been they still would have been a point out well the, the, the problem wasn't the amount of points they were out which was a problem but the bigger problem was the number of teams they were behind. So if you're behind all the teams and they start playing above, each other... Yeah, they're still behind the same amount. The same amount Again, of games. Again, in points. I mean, they played well enough that with games in hand... I mean, they do have four games in hand on Seattle. They're a point behind. But to me, Seattle's so. not a team they're chasing. It's teams they're chasing are the Nashville Predators, the Minnesota Wild, uh, the St. Louis Blues. Those are the teams I believe that will be there near the end fighting for a playoff spot. I think Seattle... Uh, they have goaltending issues. I don't think they're strong enough. Anaheim's not strong enough. Chicago's not strong enough. San Jose's not strong enough. But St. Louis with a coaching change. Minnesota Wild, they're playing very good hockey. Since their coaching change, every game seems to be one or two goals only against. Um, and the National Predators, again, uh, just like they did at the they end of last year. Yeah, they have a good, and they're actually, I think, nine points up on the Oilers right now in the playoff yep. race. So they're actually not, they're knocking on the door of being in the top three, not even being in the wild card. So there are some good teams, and the Oilers can't afford to, you know, go winless on this road trip. They're good teams on this road trip, but they somehow got to find a way to come back 500 or better. Kane was asked about the line juggling as the Oilers lose 5 1 to the Panthers. What's interesting over these last 10 games, and, and even the last few games of the eight game winning streak, line one, dynamic. Mm-hmm. Line four, solid and reliable, yep. and even scored a bit. Yep. It was, oddly enough, it was the middle six, including even Dreisaitl's line, 100%. where you're kind of like, eh, five on five, they're okay, inconsistent. And now in a game like this where you need some goals from well, somewhere else, it stands out a little more. Well, and what has happened in the last couple of games, uh, the lack of offensive production has bled into some poor defensive play. Uh, Leon Drysaddle, the, the goal that Verhage scored, that was his man. He, I, he didn't come across with them. Um, they they have to find a way to get 
some offensive players with Leon. I, I like what Yanmark does. There's so many good things he does. And Warren Fogle, uh, at the end of every night, you talk about two or three plays that he made that were good. But neither is a proven goal scorer. And neither is a guy that's going to create chances. So Leon, I mean, he made a couple plays and that guy's got set up wide open, but there's nothing happening. Uh, Connor Brown, who's played with Leon almost the whole year, him or, or McDavid, he's got one point in, I think it's around 20 games now. They need to find a way. Now, I know that the Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Hyman line's been all world, and it, and it has. But they're right now, with the lack of production in line or players four through nine, you may have to break that lineup and, and give one of those players, either Hyman or Nugent Hopkins, to Leon, because right now it's become a one-line team. And you're going on the road where teams are going to be able to match up who they want to play against your one line. So I think the Edmonton Oilers have got to find a way to get Leon going. And and the Kane was trying to find something positive to say in that interview. And I think he not saying anything was probably the best thing he said. And <laughs> But they need they need Kane going. They need Drysettle going. Um, but they've got to find a way to get a, someone that is playing well to be playing with Leon right now so they can get that second line going to where it should be. 5-1, the Panthers take it. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village goal light on 630Jed.com. That allows you to go to our website, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. All right, uh, you're going to hear from Zach Hyman as now the Oilers have lost two straight. This is Hartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Barkov walks in, a wrist shot, fought off by Pickard, and then he slid to his left to deny Reinhardt. Pickard's best work of the night. Calvin Pickard saved the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. However, Pickard takes the loss. Panthers take down the Oilers 5-1 tonight. So Edmonton now 13-14-1 on the season. McDavid did get an assist. His point streak goes to 12 games. Bouchard held off the sheet. His streak ends at 13, 15 short of Paul Coffey's league and team record. It's funny, and we know how well um, he's played uh, as of late, we know the the power play, how good it's been. Uh, the offensive that boo- the offensive boost has shown in this last while, and he's not even halfway to what we saw with Paul Coffey. Um, uh, well, I guess he can start on Tuesday with uh, the next assault at one of Paul Coffey's many Edmonton Oilers records. But tonight, he uh, and well, when they don't get the power play going then he's, he's a little bit quiet, and they just didn't create as many chances from the back end as we've seen in the past with Evan and, and, and at home, but it, uh, it was a night that the Oilers were not as good as the opposition. 5-1 Florida wins. They are 6-0-3 in their last nine visits to Edmonton. Going That's back shocking. Going back to Rexall Place even, yeah. Our hotline is presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. We have frustrated fan on the line. Frustrated fan, we don't hear from you often, but I always enjoy when we do. What's going on? Oh, oh not much there, Reed. I haven't talked to you in a long time. I'm, I'm still, I'm frustrated with the way the team has been playing, but uh, just have a couple questions. One for Rob. 
hey, are you going to listen to Coach Strudwick now? He should uh, where Pickard should have played for Chicago or against Chicago, and maybe Skinner would have played tonight. Well, also, I would have played. I would have. I oh. said I would have played Skinner tonight. Strudge oh, was the one that wanted I, Pickard to play tonight, but I, I'm never going to listen to Coach Strudge. You know that. <laughs> no, Love the man. No, but, Love I mean, him. but, uh, but yeah, but the thing. I guess the thing is, is that if if Pickard played against Chicago, Skinner wouldn't be tired to play tonight. Skinner wasn't. Uh, and, I, don't think, and, uh, I don't think fatigue was an issue. I had no problem putting Skinner in tonight. They, they, the Oilers have not played many games as of late. I saw a really good. I think Jason Greger posted it that the Oilers only have 18 games in the next 53 days. Goalie fatigue is not an issue right now. This was just a coach's decision. They thought Picker would give him a better chance to win. But uh, no, I, I, I would have played. Uh, I, I would have played Skinner in tonight's game, and I would have played him again uh, against the Islanders on Tuesday. But I'm I'm not an NHL coach and don't want to be, nor could I ever get a job. But that's the way I would have gone with it. Yeah, would you would you guys entertain getting Antti Rana? I know he's not playing overly well, but maybe a a change in scenery between him and Campbell might might help. Well, there. Well, and, think- and I and I found that we didn't do much along the boards tonight. We we've uh, it seems like the Oilers have tried to go through the center of the ice too much now they've kind of relied too much on that didn't use the boards at all tonight ready to transform your home uh, into well, a cozy oasis yeah we'll florida outplayed the orders along along the wall i thought that's, uh, that's florida's strength yeah. they're a big physical team and they they play very well along the boards um as for anti-rant he's, uh, he's on waivers um I just checked his stats. His, his contract's only a million and a half, so the Oilers could probably find a way to, for, to get that in. Get him in. He's six five and one, which is not bad. But he, his stats are good. Save percentage is eight fifty four. Having said that, well, it's it, that's a save percentage on a team that's a very good defensive team normally. Normally, yeah. yeah. So like Carolina's kind of had some confusing or odd stats with their goals against as well. Yeah, I mean. I think I, I, I got a lot of respect for Pickard. I think they need a better compliment to Skinner. I, yeah. I'm probably stating the obvious. No, I, how, how do you get it? Would you take a flyer on a goaltender like that, who if he's on waivers, you could get for nothing? And then if he comes and it doesn't work out. No. You, you wave him. <laughs> then you, but then, then someone's got to take him. Ranta in the, yeah. in the well, I mean, I you're mean, not trading Campbell for Ranta. No, uh, the, his contract is is more or less made him untradeable. And I'm sorry to hear that uh, about him being pulled tonight. I was hoping things would turn around for him and he would get another shot up here. But they can't give him a shot until he comes up and he's ready. Because bringing him up any other way, you're just asking. It's just going to make it much much worse. Yeah, Bakersfield lost 5-2 to Coachella Valley. Campbell played just over 31 minutes, allowed four goals on 21 shots as we update the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals. Your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. We have the Flames getting a 4-2 win over the Lightning. The Kings beat the Kraken 3-2 in a shootout. Coyotes, 2-0 win over Buffalo. 
Blues beat the Stars 4-3 in overtime. Jets take down the Avalanche 6-2. Predators win 3-1 against the Caps. Maple Leafs 7, Penguins nothing. Flyers 1, Red Wings nothing. Montreal holding off the Islanders 5-3. Rangers beat the Bruins 2-1 in overtime. Wild beat the Canucks 2-1 in a shootout. And the Devils score a 6-3 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. That is the Advantage Trailer Rental scoreboard. Or Oil Kings here tomorrow, 4 p.m. against Regina, their last game. Before, before Christmas. Christmas. Well, for a while. Then they're on the road after Christmas. So if you want to see an Oil Kings game, better go tomorrow. Uh, we'll go to Mike at 780-496-0063. Hi, Mike. Go ahead. Hey, Reed. Um, I was in attendance tonight, and I would like your guys' opinion on that. I think it was the third uh, third goal. Um, I don't know what Ekholm was doing on, on that one. Like, him and Nurse, I think, were the deep pairings on that. And I was shocked that Janmark was kind of covering Ekholm's side on the right there. That whole play seemed kind of weird to me. Which one the was bar, the third? The Barkoff goal where both Reinhardt, I mean, if Barkoff didn't score it, Reinhardt would have scored it. Well, well, it wasn't Nurse. It was Bouchard and Ekholm were the two guys. And that's the one that we talked about where uh, there was three Florida Panthers below the Oilers' defensemen. And all three of them had, I mean, it was three Panthers, a puck, and Pickard. So it was a, it was a tough situation right there. It was played poorly. Um... Uh, there was a few players missing on that one. Ekholm was on the wrong side. I don't know where the, the forwards were that were support. Bouchard actually had gone to the boards, I believe. That's the one where he played a guy on the boards. But, yeah, no, that was, uh, I, well, I think it was Evander Kane that said the others were too soft tonight. Yeah. That was a situation where three guys got waxed out of puck in front of the net without taking any physical punishment. It was the Oilers were not good defensively in this hockey game, and that was a great example of it. Yeah, I'm just checking who was on the ice for that goal. The the pairing was Bouchard and Ekholm. Nurse was on for the second goal. I believe he was the one. Cece was behind the net. The puck went to the corner. A nurse went to check for Hagee. Yeah. And then that's when Montour just sped right down the middle and was wide open. For well, that was pass. Nugent Hopkins. Uh, it's, I, I remember playing in Madison Square Gardens, and I was covering Brian Leach at the point, and I looked at him, then I looked at the puck, and the next thing I saw was Brian Leach skating past me, and there was zero chance I was catching him. And it is just an awful feeling when you're watching the, the player walk in and about to score, and I'm sure that's exactly what Nugent Hopkins saw when Montour was walking in. Montour is a nice hockey player. He read the play well, and... Uh, again, there some big Oilers mistakes tonight that the Florida Panthers took full advantage of. 5-1, the Panthers take it. The only goal scorer for Edmonton was this guy, Zach Hyman. Some sort of defensive, I don't know if it was a weakness or a confusion, but he just felt like the defensive zone, especially in front of the net, was not what it had been. Would you, did you kind of see the same thing? Yeah, um, obviously a sloppy sloppy game from us, especially at the end of the first there. It's one nothing, and then we give up two within, I think, two minutes, and um, just plays that we can control, just getting outnumbered at the net, and um, yeah, just not defending the way we have been, so um, it's a tough one. we got to move past it and, and get ready for this uh, New York trip. You don't want to necessarily say you're due for a game like this, but it happens, right? So this is not necessarily a symptom of something else. Yeah, it's one game. I mean, I think uh, we played some really good hockey of late, you never want to play a bad game. It happens, right? It's uh, on us to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, 
and uh, yeah, you got to nip it in the bud quick and, and get back back to playing the, the way that we've obviously shown we can. Since teams really good at finishing the last couple of games, you ran into some some pretty hot goaltending. Was that running into hot goaltending, or could you have been better around the net in those situations? Uh, the Tampa game probably, but this game um, we didn't deserve to win this one. So uh, game that we got to be better in, and we know we can be. So um, just move past it and go to the next one. Yeah, Zach, just to follow up, do, do you feel like you guys can, um, got the same amount of quality chances in this game compared to the, the Tampa game, or was that a little bit lacking too? I think we had our looks in this game, but I think in the Tampa game we set like a record number of shots, and um, I think that was more of a, a game that was uh, that was a winnable game for us. This one, obviously, I think we think every game is winnable, but this one we didn't show... Uh, our best and we didn't play to our, the, our standards so uh, when you do that you know sometimes you win but mo- most of the time you're probably not leaving the rink happy all right that is uh, Zach Hyman has his 18th goal of the season the Oilers fall 5-1 to the Florida Panthers you're also going to hear from Brett Kulak uh, we'll get to a couple calls at 780-496-0063 this is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Verhage, Montour, and Barkoff in the first. Hyman and Bennett in the second. Verhage in the third. Bobrovsky stops Gagne on a penalty shot. Panthers beat the Oilers 5-1. So the Oilers go uh, 0-4 against the Florida teams this year. And again, Florida 6-0-3 in their last nine visits to Edmonton. November 2013, last time the Oilers won a game in regulation against Florida. Devin Dupnikin net. Oh, that's a while ago. And the Oilers uh, outscored 10-2 in their last four periods. Not good? Nope. No, not good. Doesn't no. usually get you wins. No, I think Iman said it. Pro- sure, maybe deserved a better fate against the Lightning. Overall, not tonight. Nope, no. The Florida Panthers were the better team tonight. And they deserved the, the two points. The others did not deserve a point in this one. All right, we got Derek. Hi, Derek. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going? Quite well. Uh, so I absolutely agree with uh, the uh, one line being split up and uh, dry saddle getting someone to play with. Uh, I think that's an absolutely awesome idea. And uh, I have an idea that I wanted to run by you guys uh, to see what you think. Uh, I was going to contact the Oilers group and see if they would be willing to have one of the Oilers show up at a random grocery store once a week for the next year and find a family in need and give that family 500 bucks out of their own pocket for a shopping spree. Oh, well, you, you, you're right. You would have to contact the Oilers. Yeah, <laughs> a good idea. Very, very nice thought. Rob and I do not do not have any control on players' personal appearances. <laughs> no, I get we that. don't. But that is a really nice gesture. Yes. All right. Well, uh, I'll contact them, and hopefully, uh, they'll have something to say about it. Okay. Appreciate that, Derek. Yeah, we'll see what they do. We always we always wind up talking about line combinations, right? Yeah, <laughs> but. It's it's just the the second line has gone stale, and I know that they thought they'd try and flip flop the centers McLeod and Drysaddle, but you got Kane right now has been very very slow as of late uh, offensively, playing with Ryan McLeod. McLeod is not a creator, and uh, Evander Kane is a guy that can finish, but he's not getting the opportunities. Leon Drysaddle is a creator, but the two guys that he's playing with 
are more meat and potato type players. They're not guys with a lot of finish. So I think that you're going to put, I would have uh, either Nugent Hopkins and or, or Hyman. One of them move down and play with Leon. I'd have Kane back up playing with either Leon or Connor. And then go back to your third line with McLeod. But yeah, they need they need something out of their second line. Again, more important now when you're going on the road. Teams yep. are able to match up. So if, if they keep it as is, the Connor McDavid line will play against the other team's best defensive forwards yep. and the best defensive pairing. And now you're putting a lot of pressure on the players that haven't been producing to have to produce. Yeah. And, I mean, if Derek Ryan is, might have to miss some games, I, I know that's lower down in the lineup. And I guess simple to say, well, Adam Ernie comes in. But still, it messes, well, it messes, messes things up. Also messes up your penalty, penalty killing, well, which has time. been yeah. very good as of late. And Derek Ryan's a big part of that. Okay. We're still going to hear from Brett Kulak. Oilers lose 5-1 to the Panthers. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Oilers lose 5-1 to the Panthers. Here's defenseman Brett Kulak. Been defending as a group pretty well for a stretch here. What do you think happened? How did you get away from that tonight? Yeah, like you say, uh, we've, we've been happy with how we've been playing and, and kind of got our season back on track here the last couple of weeks. But, you know, they, the games keep coming fast, so you got to be be ready to play all the time. And, and teams are good. They're hungry. You know, they they weren't happy with their game coming into this one. And, uh, yeah, they were they were hungry around the net, and, and we weren't on our A game, and, uh, yeah, it cost us. Two straight games you play goalies who, like, are... You know, lights out. I, don't, I wonder how. Just how, I don't know if it's frustrating or just a challenge I have to deal with when you get goalies uh, like Vasilevsky. You know, two games ago and this most recent. Game. Yeah, it's. Uh you know, like you say, they they both played pretty impressive, and uh, but again, it's it's up to us, and, and we know how to score goals, but it's just about making them making them work. They, uh, tonight, he obviously made some big saves that that you know the game could have been a lot different had he not made those saves. So, uh, yeah. Good teams shut it down at one or two. Don't let it don't let it kind of roll beyond that. You guys have been that team before. You feel like you are this year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, tonight is. Uh, we weren't happy with it. We we came out and and you know we weren't good right from the start. So uh, yeah, it's it's something you know you got to look at it and, and and work on it and get our game back. How did you see your penalty considering Barkov spun you around? What were yeah, you supposed to do there? <laughs> it's, it's a tough play, you know, for for me and you know. I'm not going to sit here and bark at the refs because they, they it's a hard job for them to do too, and they don't maybe know exactly what's going on in the moment too. But uh, that's a, yeah, that's a tough one because there's not not much you can not much. Scored a power play goal. Yeah, exactly. Generally speaking, fans tend to worry more about more than players do in these situations. Do you guys look at it as you know, hey, we've been playing really well, even in the last game we lost. This was just a one-off. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's. Uh, you know, you got to bounce back after losses, and that's the next step now. So. 5-1 Panthers beat the Oilers. Next game broadcast presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. Tuesday, Oilers at Islanders. 4 o'clock face-off show game at 5.30. Thanks to Troy Bowler and Andrew Connell for their technical work tonight. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.